So the Manifest we have symbolized the genocide nations, the non-Jews, the peoples of the world, coming into Christ and presenting gifts. It's a recognition that the true king of Israel would be recognized by not only Israel, but the whole world. I need to back up we're Christians and sometimes we forget. So we're liable. Why did the Jews reject Christ? Because the Messiah wasn't supposed to die, right? He was supposed to be the king. That's what it reads, right? And so the point here is that Christ is the king. And he's the king not only of the Jews, but of the whole world. And that the prophets tried to tell the people again and again that the king who will come is going to be greater than simply being the king of Israel. In Psalm 22, it says, All the youth of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nation shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nation. So, when the Gentiles and the people of the Magi come to worship Christ, it is the first sign of Jesus' mission not only to the people of Israel, but to the whole world. Manifestation. And the next thing we have here is illumination. That after history, we are enlightened, we're illuminated, we come to know God's plan. And this is big time in our reading from Ephesians 3 today. The reading from Ephesians 3, I'm going to tell you what it says, and then I'm going to read something. Okay? Here's what it says God has a plan. And God tried to tell us that plan through the prophets, and we didn't hear the plan. And the plan was hidden from our sons of Southern Corinthians too. The people in Israel have failed to die. They could not see God's plan. That this is a mystery of God that has been hidden and is now revealed. You know what that mystery is that revealed? Is that God came to say, not only the Jews, but the Gentiles as well. That we find in that we get to inherit all of the promises of God from the time of Adam through Noah and Abraham and Moses, that everything that God promised is intended for us as well. And I'm going to read just portions of what Paul says. I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you. How the mystery was made known to me by revelation. When you read this, you can receive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the men of other generations, as it has now been revealed by the holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise. We belong to God through Christ, and through Christ, who is the fulfillment of all the promises of God, we receive all the promises of the prophets and the patriarchs. And that is big news. That's good news. That's why it's called gospel. See, the people of Israel understood something clearly, but then they missed something that is just clear in the scriptures. 
they understood that they were God's chosen people to whom the Messiah would come. What they failed to understand is they were God's chosen people through whom the Messiah would come to the whole world. That's the part of the If the Messiah was not going to come to them and for them, but through them and for the whole world. And that is what history is about us understanding. That when the man of God comes and worships Christ, that is a sign of the extension of God's people to the nations of the world. And at the baptism of Jesus, the gift of the Holy Spirit comes down, which is the fulfillment of God's promise of elimination that He will give us a new heart that we may become like Him. Elimination happens through Christ. Finally, we have the idea of transformation that happens at the end. We see this transformation uh, in Matthew and they, they, they fell down and they worshiped him. So that they come to see a king and they're moved to worship. And going into the house, they saw the child of Mary's mother. They fell down and worshiped him. Worship is the first sign of conversion of the human heart. We acknowledge who God is, and we present ourselves in repentance and worship. We receive inward renewal. And then, at the baptism of Jesus, the church teaches that the waters themselves are sanctified in its house. So we less water on this day. That water becomes holy because Christ himself goes down into the water and makes it holy and empowers them to make us whole. We believe in baptismal regeneration. We believe that the Holy Spirit of God works through the waters of baptism and renews us inwardly, gives us a new spirit, the Holy Spirit, and transforms us and gives us the life of God. That is what we believe about baptism. And so when I throw holy water on you, I say, remember your baptism, I do that to someone who has you are baptized. You are new. You are different. You belong to God. You have the power of the Holy Spirit within you that someday will make you a sheep of God. So today, we journey with the Magi. If you were there, since we're last day with us this year, we journey with the Magi to worship Christ that we may experience the manifestation of Christ as the king of this world to all the nations, that we may receive illumination to understand the mystery of God's plan of salvation, and that we ourselves may be transformed by the power of God through worship and the power of His sacrament. This is part of history, which is the theophany of Christ. Let us pray. O God, I believe that God has manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth. Reach us to know you now by faith, to your presence, where we may see your Lord face to face. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to live in us, to heal the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.